And it's important, some important things about it that are, are critical to, um, to our salvation, to our understanding of what it is to give God a praise and to give, make him worthy of some kind of praise. And I wanted to kind of throw a few definitions out there that are pretty important. Um, the, the, the word Psalms is from a, rooted in this Hebrew word called uh, Tehillim. Tehillim. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Don't go to a person of Jewish descent and, and say this was the correct pronunciation. I'm not going to tell you that's correct. But Tehillim, this word is the word that is the origin of the word that we use for the word psalm. How we get word psalm from Tehillim? Well, we, we get it from the Greek. We, most of the language we speak is derived from other languages. Yes. It's a mismatch of all kinds of languages. So when you see me referring constantly to the Greek, it's because that's what inspired us. And actually, they're one of the first uh, cultures that had writing and shared it worldwide. So a lot of the root of what we read has roots in Greek. Greek. So they use a word called samia, uh, samoi. Psalmoi is literally the word we use for psalms. It means songs of praises. So the, the clearest definition then of the book of psalms, multiple psalms in them, is the songs of praises. But then if it's a songs of praises, what does it is to praise something? I want you to think, lean in on this. The first definition in the dictionary is to express warm approval. That's accurate, it's true. But the one I like more than any other is to speak well of something yes. or someone. Yes. When I'm praising then, mm -hmm. if I said to um, this morning, my wife, I think you look wonderful. In fact, I did say that this morning. I think you look wonderful. I think you look beautiful this morning. Mm -hmm. And immediately as I said that, I noticed she started smiling. Mm -hmm. She liked the idea yes. that the, w now she knows that's how I feel, yes. but saying something yes. changed. Yes. If I said to the minister, you know what, those shoes, <laughs> that's immediately started smiling. You see, you couldn't even help it. Say to my sister, your head is amazing. Start smiling straight away. The way you played this morning, couldn't help it. Started the words we say, I want you to start speaking well. First of all, the scripture says in, um, uh, I think it's in Proverbs. Proverbs is around about 19. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it says, and they that love it, that is life, shall eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean? It means if you want to have life, you have to speak life. If you want to eat the fruit of good life and not death, yes. now you can turn around and speak death. Yeah. I could with that same mouth say, so I, I don't know why you wore those shoes this morning. Different reaction. Different reaction. I'm speaking death. Yes. But I choose to speak life. <laughs> I choose to speak life. And so what I'm doing this morning, I'm coming here with the expressed purpose yes. of praising the God of heaven. I want to speak well about him. I want to speak positively about him. 
You know what really pleases God? You know when it says in, in, the, in, in the beginning, I spoke about this a few weeks ago, when Adam was in the garden and the Lord brought all his creation before Adam. He wanted him to see how Adam would respond to his creation. Fascinating. And what I love about this moment we're in, he's not bringing his creation, but he's bringing his word to us. And he's now looking at our response to his word that we have in our lives. And he's fascinated by how I'm responding to it. <laughs> this creation moment is being recreated right here with us today. You want enough some relationship with God? Get in his word. He wants to see what you think about this. And what I'm going to say of is, this is life to me. So I'm speaking of this in positive terms. You know, you can completely destroy somebody with something you say. But you can also speak life into them. You know, when, I, when we see young folks coming up and are passionate about some specific thing, I want you to speak life into the thing they're passionate about. What do I mean by that? Say, okay, uh, they've done 10 things today. Nine of them are completely destructive. But one of them shows potential. Like, nine of them are driving you nuts. But one thing, you're saying, oh, you know what? I see how they picked up their brother when they were going through something. I'm not going to worry about the nine right now, but I'm going to speak life to that one. I'm going to say, hey, I love the way you helped out there. I'm going to speak life into the thing that I want to bring forth. You see what I'm saying? I'm not going to speak, I'm not going to bring life, I'm going to correct the other things, but I'm not going to give them life. I'm going to give life to the one part. And I've realized that the things we say determine who we become. <sighs> you want to know who somebody is today and who they will be five years from now, the difference is going to be who they hang out with, what they read, and what they consume. That goes for working out, that goes for eating, that goes for who you are as a person. You start to sound like the people you hang around with. I've been in this country and I'm realizing, I went back to England a few, and somebody said to me, and I almost I felt terrible. They said, you have an American accent. I said, what? How did that happen? How did that happen? What do you mean I've got an American accent? I've been around you so long. I'm starting to sound like you. I'm not even sound like the person I was when I left. Forget the Wolverhampton accent. I, have, I barely have an English accent now. But that's what happens. Who you hang out with is who you become. It's who you become. I listen to news every day in an American accent. I remember when I first got here and every time I turned on the TV, it sounded like a film. Why? Because it, it, every time I watch the news, every time I heard walk down the street, it sounds like I'm in a film because this isn't what I'm used to. Now when I go home, it feels like I'm in a film because it's not what I'm used to anymore. So, what we hang out with, what we surround ourselves with, becomes who we are. You want to be more like Christ? Get closer to his word. 
say the things it says. I'm getting back to Psalms here. But say the things it says. Speak highly of the things you want to be part of your character. You know one of the things I stopped doing when I was younger? I used to have these negative thoughts and I used to say them. Not only just sit on them, but say them. Oh, that's ridiculous. You're being silly now. You don't know nothing. And I stopped doing it. Because I started to realize that I was taking myself seriously just by saying it. And I was told I was joking at first, and I was. I was joking about it at first, but then I started to internalize it because I said it too many times. You've got to stop saying the things that are negative about yourself that are in fact not negative at all. I'm not talking about correcting bad behavior, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that casual throwaway statement about yourself where you throw down yourself and it's destructive for you. So imagine how destructive it is for your person next to you. Two ways it's destructive, when you throw it out and when I've got to hear you say it about yourself because it's not true. (laughs) So I've got to reject it in you and in me. You you see what I'm saying? It is important we say the right things for the right people. So now when I say I speak well of, I'm going to speak well of the Lord. (laughs) Let me get back to what I was talking about. Psalms. Psalms is a book of praises. It is a compromise of multiple songs and one third of it is dedicated to prayer. More accurately then, Psalms is a song of, is a book of praise and prayer. (laughs) One third of it is dedicated to prayer. I've started to look now at praise and songs as my prayers with a melody. Like, like I think the better way to think, I don't know if you've ever had a song. I don't think you realized what you were doing. You thought you were singing a tune? No, 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 you were praying. When, when I had this week and I texted um, uh, brother, brother Q, I says, man, this song's been in my spirit. Can you, can you learn this? Yes, Lord, we love you. Yes, sir. Yes. You are good. Yes. I wasn't just singing. Yes, sir. Well, well, I was praying. Yes, oh, I wasn't just melodious. I was praying. Yes. Lord, we love you. Yes. Lord, we thank you. Yes. I, didn't re- I thought I was singing a song, but actually what I was doing is I was praying. I'm speaking well of the Lord in song. You ever had that song that has just been been buoying your spirit? It's been holding you up? It's because you've been praying it. It's been your prayer, not just your song, not just your melody, and you're speaking well of the Lord. You're saying, Lord, I'm crushed right now, but I love you. I'm speaking well of him, regardless of my condition, regardless of my situation. I'm speaking well of you. I'm crushed right now, but Lord, I love you. You know how just like he brought those animals in front of Adam, situations are being brought in front of you. And the Lord is looking at seeing how you're responding to this situation. What are you going to name that situation? You know what I'm going to name it? Lord, I love you. Yes, What am I naming this new situation that is bothering me, that is hurting me? 
Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. What relationship am I having with this situation right now? Lord, I don't care what it is, but I love you. You are good. Imagine bringing the worst looking animal in front of Adam and Adam saying, that's a beautiful animal, I'm going to call that a pig. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, and the Lord saying, the Lord already said it was good. Yes. He was looking for Adam to say the same thing too. Right. It's a pig, how is that good? If he, the Lord said it's good, it's good. Hallelujah. My situation is ugly. Hallelujah. My situation is rough. Yes. But he is still good. He's still good, he's still good, he's still good, he's still good. And I'm going to say it until my attitude changes about it. I'm going to speak, what was the scripture you said earlier? I'm going to speak of his glorious power. Oh, gosh. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak about it like he's glorious and like he's wonderful until he ushers in that glorious, wonderful period into my life. That's how I'm going to speak. That's how I'm going to act. Because he is, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is. So we've got these songs in our heart, these songs of praise yes. in our heart yes. that actually we realize now aren't just, pra- aren't just praises at all, they're prayers. We've got songs of praises, which is also our, our prayer to God too. These songs that we assumed would be all songs actually praise and prayer. And I was looking for examples where, where prayer and praise were as important. And I want us to go, if we can, just to, just to finish off my scripture, to Acts chapter 16. We're going to start at the verse 16, where prayer and praise come to the rescue. I want you to speak prayer and prayers, praise into your heart. Yes, sir. This Psalms is going to hit us, this Psalm Sunday, praise and prayer Sunday, is we're going to hit this because it's important. We're going to speak well of the Lord. Amen. Even when the situation doesn't call for it. Could you start reading for me at verse 16? And it came to pass. Yes. As he went to prayer, a certain damsel. Yes. Possessed with a spirit of divination. Yes. Met us, yep. which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Yep. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, right. which show unto us the way of salvation. Yes. And this did she, and did this, excuse me, many days she did this. But Paul was grieved and turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. So what's happened right in this moment? This is the early church. And a, this woman with the spirit of divination, a spirit has possessed this woman and she has the spirit of divination. And she has followed Paul and the apostles around, and she has been saying, these are the servants of the living God. True statement she was saying, but she was out of order, and the core of her being was a demonic possession, right? And Paul has endured this for days, and finally turns around and rebukes the spirit, and casts the spirit out, meaning that the the talent that this woman was relying on came from this spirit, this evil spirit. Keep reading here. And yep. he came out the same hour. And immediately came out. Same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone. And now because she's just a girl now, 
their ability to make money is just about done. They can't make any more money, so they, they want to get back at Paul and Silas for what has happened. Let's keep reading. They called Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city <laughs> and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, right. neither to observe being Romans. Yep. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. So the people, the people who are in charge of this situation, the magistrates who, who oversee the law, who oversee basically how the Roman Empire is supposed to be run, found out that Paul and Silas, even though Paul was himself a Roman citizen, they find out that they've kind of contravened the law and Paul and Silas are in trouble. According to law, according to culture, according to the authorities, Paul and Silas are in the wrong. <laughs> but I've started to realize that um, your laws, your culture isn't the source of my truth. I've got to stand in my truth no matter what changes are occurring, no matter what you say is right, I'm standing on the word. It's going to frustrate some people. It's going to turn, cause some people to turn against me. But I'm willing to stand on the word. Because I'm going to speak well of the one who saved my life. I'm going to praise him. Let's keep reading, sir. Verse 23, and when they had laid many stripes upon yes. them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safe. Okay, so this is an important verse right here. He has charged the jailer. He said to the jailer, it's your responsibility to make sure that they are bound. We have to remember this is an important part of the story. And we can overlook it quickly, and I did many, many times, but this is an important part of the story. He said to the jailer, it's, if they're not safe, it's your fault. I am charging you to make sure that they don't get away. And in fact, if they do get away, the thing that was going to happen to them is basically going to happen to you. How do I know this? Let's keep reading. Verse 24, who, having received such a charge... So when he, gets the, when he gets the order... His mind is, okay, well, what am I going to do about this particular order? What does he do? Thrust them into the inner prison. He doesn't put them just in jail. He puts them on the inside of the inside of the jail. He finds a jail within the jail just to make sure. <laughs> Let's keep reading here. I'm going to come back to that moment, but just keep reading here. Yes, sir, who received such a charge, thrust yeah. them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stock. Oh, what does he do? So he doesn't just put them in jail, inside the jail. He puts them in jail, inside the jail, and then chains them inside there just to make sure. Just to make sure. He makes sure their feet aren't just in the stocks, but I'm gonna put them nice and tight and fast and strong on you. I need to stop whatever you're doing. And the thing about this is, Sometimes when we have folks that are coming against us, you don't know why they're coming against you. This is what's happening here. Paul and Silas could look around and look at this jailer and blame him. But they don't blame him. Let's keep reading. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Please, let's, let's keep reading. Verse 25. Yeah. And at midnight, yes. Paul and Silas prayed 
and sang praises unto God. Paul and Silas did what? Prayed. Prayed. And sang. And sang. Praises. Look, this, you know what they were doing here? They were doing Psalms Sunday, right here. Come on, preacher. Yes, sir. Oh, you think I'm playing? They said we needed some praise. <laughs> and we needed some prayer in this moment. They had been brought a situation that was ugly. They had been brought a situation that put them in jail. And the thing that they thought to do at the darkest moment of the night, the thing that they assumed they should be doing, when things looked worse than they could possibly ever look, when they had been beaten the whole day, thrown into jail, and it's now nighttime and in jail, the thing that they assumed they should be doing is singing, praying, and praising. Uh, I'm realizing that when it's worse, that's not the time to be quiet. Like, I'm waiting for this to get worse. And I'm going to start praising and singing and praising and singing and praying and singing. I'm going to wait for this to get as bad as it can do. And I'm going to start singing. Let's read that out. Yes, sir. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Everybody hears it. This is why this is why I'm not we're not at stomping the ground right. You remember we used to work, we used to be at stomping the ground. There's a place we used to be at called stomping the ground. It was a uh, place that we rented for a space, right? And we said let's 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 use it. They says okay. I said I said to them when I got in there. I said I make noise. Yes. I says we make noise. Said, oh, this is stomping the ground. Of course, make noise. And then we were making too much noise. <laughs> So, so I says, well, says if you can be a bit quieter, everything will be fine. In fact, they wanted us to measure the decibels. They wanted us to measure the, the sound level so that it didn't exceed. No, I want you to hear me. That's the point. Because there's people in prison with you who need to hear that you have a praise and that you have a prayer for this moment. They need to see radical belief in you so that when they realize that they're your free, they know that the God of salvation was the one who did it. You being quiet doesn't help the situation. They need to hear you. They need to hear when you are in your midnight hour after you've been beaten, after you've been put in the inner jail, after you've got shackles on your feet. They need to hear you. Praise God. They need to hear you. They need to see you. I'm still here. Look, every bruise was real. Every bruise hurt. The shackles were real. The jail was real. They couldn't go anywhere. They were stuck in that place, but they brought praise. They brought prayer into the jail. Yes, sir. I know it looks bad, but I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm still gonna speak well of the Lord right here. I'm still gonna say he's good. I'm still gonna express warm approval for who he is. What's the next verse? Yes, sir, yes, sir, verse 26. And suddenly, there 
was a great earthquake. Something changed. Uh, this is what I love, how the inflection of this moment. Um, because things have changed in this moment. You start to realize the attitude of Paul and Silas in the jail. After they've been beaten. After they've been shackled. After they've been held against their will. After they've been accused. The earthquake comes. Suddenly. The shift has happened. But you'll notice there isn't a sudden change in Paul and Silas. Their change has happened in their environment suddenly. But nothing suddenly changes about Paul and Silas. Their attitude was way ahead of their environment. Their attitude was way in another place than their environment. Their environment was jail. Their attitude was freedom. (laughs) No matter where I was, I'm free right now. Why do I say that? Keep reading. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Yeah. So that the foundations of the prison. I'm excited about this. The foundation of the prison was no longer reliable. No one goes in a house where the foundation shakes. We condemn that house. We we knock that house down. All of a sudden, the prison's foundation was no longer reliable. The thing that was there holding them was no longer reliable. Let's keep going. And immediately, all the doors were open. This ain't even supposed to be what happens with doors. Like doors don't just open because the foundation shakes. Like that's not even the way it really works. But that's the way it works. So the doors start to open. Let's keep reading. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. So doors open. This is not the way earthquakes work. Earthquakes don't open doors. Earthquakes don't release chains. Something different is happening here. Let's keep reading now. And everyone's bands were loose. So in the presence of this prayer, in the presence of this praise, this radical belief that God is still good, even when the situation is terrible, released not just Paul and Silas, This is why I refuse to be quiet. If that's the negotiation, let me find somewhere else to praise. Let me just, because I believe my radical praise will free you. Your radical praise will free me. Your radical praise will break the chains of the room in the next cell. All they did was hear me. And the entire institution of the prison was suspect, unreliable. Ah, glory to God. Hope Hope you're seeing where this is going. Give me the next verse there, sir. Thank you, Jesus. And the keeper, verse 27, yeah. of the prison awaking out of his sleep. Now we're going back to the person at the start of the story. You remember we talked about him? He was charged with keeping them 
Everything about this moment, we've assumed that the jail keeper of the jail was not in jail until this verse. Until this verse, my assumption was Paul and Silas were in jail and the jailer was the free one in charge of the jail. But the institution that has been destroyed by the earthquake has flipped the script because Paul and Silas could have walked straight out. But when the, the prison guard comes, Paul and Silas don't leave. In fact, no one leaves. And the only person who's scared is the person who is the jailer. So I ask the question, who was in jail? Do you understand what I'm saying? If the thing that was keeping me has created the situation where you want to kill yourself, who was in jail? You or me? Let, just read that verse again. And the keeper, verse 27, yeah. of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed him. He's about to kill himself because the thing that he thought was a jail is now open. You would have thought that if I'm in jail, I would be the one to try to kill myself. But all Paul and Silas are doing are praying and praising. You're the prison owner. You're supposed to be the one praying and praising. That's why I said something that's important earlier. The jailer, you would assume that the blame should be at the jailer's feet. I'm going to blame you for holding me here. He's a prisoner to the system that he put me in. He is a prisoner to the system that has put me in. And until the prison broke, we didn't see that. Look, when you are being oppressed by co-workers, sometimes they're the ones being tormented and they don't even know it. They're being tormented and they're taking it out on you and they're tormenting situations around them and they are in jail. And I'm here to tell you, you're gonna blame them. But there is a greater thing at work in their life that is holding them down too. And your prayer can break the chains of everybody. We want to get back at some people for what they've done. I understand it. They do some terrible things. But when you realize it, man, they were in jail the whole time trying to torment me. And if I broke the chains, it would have broke their chains too. Uh, it's a tough one because Paul and Silas, the man's about to kill himself. And Paul and Silas says, no, don't. Just read that out. Yes, sir. And would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Does this sound like a prisoner to you? No, sir. <laughs> says to the jailer, the person who put him in the early, in the innermost jail, don't do yourself harm. We're here. We are right where we are supposed to be. I'm supposed to be here right now. You know why I'm supposed to be here? Because the jailer needed to be saved. I am here right now in jail because the person who put me in here needs to be saved. Uh, I am right where I'm supposed to be. And I can speak praises in this moment because I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Uh, but if I free the jailer, 
then everything I've been through is going to be just all right. Yes, hallelujah. Just read that verse for me again. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Verse 29. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out. Keep going. He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Something about their prayer. Hallelujah. Look. Paul and Silas have been preaching in the city all this time, yeah. right? Yes, sir, yes, sir. He may have heard it then, I don't know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Maybe their prayer and praise spoke of the majesty yes. of God. Yes. Who wrote that scripture? Yes. Who, who, who read that one? Yes, Where yes, we yes. can speak of his... Yes, yes, yes. Their prayer and praise yes. spoke of something yes, to yes, them. Yes, yes. You know why I'm excited about every time we come here and praise and sing? Because every time we speak of the praises of God, yes. and they get closer yes, and closer, yes. And closer, yep. and closer, and they were in jail not because that they were done something wrong, but because the Lord had put them right there. Yes. And now they were doing what they were supposed to do. Let's keep reading. And they said, thirty-one, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt be saved, and thy house. So right now, Paul and Silas are doing the work of the ministry. Yes from inside a jail mm -hmm. that they could have escaped, yeah. but they said they don't, we don't even need to escape this because we are right where we are. They took this as an opportunity, they took their situation as an opportunity yes. to express, the express warm approval. Yes. <laughs> to speak well of the Lord. Yes. To pray and to praise. Go back to verse 29. And then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? It's amazing to me that the jailer is took looking at the prisoners and saying, save me. Wow. Yes, sir. Save yes, sir. me. Yes, sir. Free me, in other words. Free me. Yes. Free me. Yes. You put me in here, but free me. I've put you in those stocks. I've put those shackles on you. I've abused you. And Paul and Silas could have very well said, I'm withholding the scripture from you. I'm withholding salvation from you. You don't deserve it. I'm not here to tell anybody they don't deserve anything. Anybody who wants to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, anybody who wants to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, I don't care what they've done. I'm gonna baptize them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them the gospel of Jesus. Verse 30. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He brought them out of the jail and said, while they're out of the jail, how do I get free? You understand what I'm saying? He brought them out of the place that was holding them. Now they're out of the prison and stands there in this free space apparently and says, how do I get saved? How do I get free? People are bound, not realizing they're bound until they see what freedom looks like in you. Until they see you shouting even though your situation is awful, grateful even though your situation is terrible. All the evidence is plain for everybody to see that you're in the inner jail. Why are you singing like that? Why are you still in your word? Why are you still humble and giving God thanks? Why? Because you are free this whole time. 
and they want the freedom you have, even if it means going into the jail that they put you in. Even if it means freeing you from the jail that they put you in. Let's just read a couple more verses. And they spoke unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them by the same night, by the same night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his strength. The beautiful symmetry is here. So he, he takes them out of jail and says, how do I get out of jail? Mm -hmm. He takes them to his house, and they give him the word. He wash, they wash, they wash Paul and Silas's stripes. What do they do in return? They baptize him. This symmetry is beautiful. He's giving them freedom. They're giving him freedom. Oh. I'm starting to realize that some jails are meant to be broken out of. Some jails are meant to be in so I can break out of them and free some other people. I have to be in this jail. There's somebody close by who needs to hear me sing. There's somebody close by who needs to hear a praise. I'm going to make, Psalms Sunday is going to be a thing we do. Somebody's going to have to remind me next year. But Psalms Sunday is going to be our thing. <laughs> we're going to patent it. But we're going we're gonna to make sure we remember to do it. Why? Because I think prayer and praise are critical for us. It works. It is important and it's powerful and it's moving and I believe there's freedom in prayer and praise. I'm hoping somebody collected all the Psalms. I wanna share all the Psalms via text to everybody that wants to read everybody else's Psalms over the next few weeks or days. Um, I want us to be inspired by what inspired others. Um, I am, I'm just in love with this church and I am Amen. in love with the people of this Amen. church and so I am going to do everything I can to make sure that we are well Amen. and I believe it starts with inviting the Lord in with prayer Thank and praise. Bless you all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.